0: You are listening to Shit I Got to Say on Open Lines Radio. Follow Lisa on Instagram at Shit I Got to Say. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. Now stay tuned for Shit I Got to Say. Enjoy!
1: Middle of July I think Got you to do
0: everybody it's me it's me, Lisa I don't want to say Lisa every time I feel that's kind of cheesy so it's just me Lisa good afternoon it's Saturday my Bubba was supposed to come over today earlier we were supposed to have lunch and drinks and laughs and stories about the old country good stories and bad I'm nervous and my voice is quivering. So I just need to talk for a little while. I'm, uh, I'm not. I don't know why I'm nervous. Well, I get nervous every time. That's why. I just have to <sighs> chill out. I haven't talked to anybody all day. I've texted a few people, messaged, talked to my kids briefly, but I went out last night with my friends. I'm gonna say. I don't know if I can use their full name, so um, I'm just gonna call them. I'm gonna call them by their first names. And I wanna say some nice things about them. Because they're really important people to me. Um, but before I do that, I have to go back to my Bubba. My Bubba's not coming because she's sad. And. I think a lot of people in my family um, aren't sympathetic towards her because when she was younger, she was pretty. She could, she had the potential to be pretty vicious sometimes. She could love you. She, her love was just as strong and passionate as her like anger and bite was. Um, yeah, so she could say some really mean things but it's not it's not her fault really either I mean I guess in some way it is but ultimately but she had a her mom was not the greatest mom or the warmest person in the world and ever my grandmother lived through a war and had a miscarriage many miscarriages and lost baby when the baby was six months old in between my mom and her older sister so I don't know what her life was like and it was easy for me as a teenager to not like her because she was always talking about my fucking weight but <clears throat> at the same time I really loved her and I wanted her approval and my grandpa's approval too so they're not well he's not coming for sure because he died like eight years ago and she's not coming because she's sad so hopefully I'm going what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take my crap over to her house and we'll do the podcast from her house. It's gonna be loud, but, um, I think that'll really capture the essence of the Deloviches. Anyways, sorry, Bubba. Love you. Feel better. Okay, on to my friends. Oh, fucking nervous. Hold on. Okay, so, uh, we moved down here from Toronto... 2000 and okay, Jagger in 2004. So 2003, we moved down here from Toronto, and Craig started to work at uh, a company that I used to work for when I was younger. It used to be called Community Living Niagara Falls, but then it—I don't know—politics, what have you, which shall not be mentioned. Um, They changed names to Niagara Support Services, and they also became a partner company with this company called Entech. So, it's two companies, but they're married, and they're in one building. Same CEOs, same everything. Pretty much, but there's two different budgets for them, I believe. Okay, hold on. So, Craig got a job at one of the children's residences. And it was funny, because he was working with people that I knew when I was, like... 19 or 20, like co-workers and managers and stuff. Anyways, they loved him because, you know, he was like Mr. Charming Superstar <laughs> everywhere he went. <clears throat> um, and then, hold on, he was friends with, really close friends with a lot of the people that worked there. And most of the time in group homes, it's women, traditionally for some reason um, caregivers, I guess. But anyways, uh, so Craig was working at Children's Residence and I had to get back to work early. Well, no, I had been off for a year. I was so sick when I was pregnant with Jagger. So I went back to work when I was nine months pregnant and I got hired at Niagara Support Services. So there was a time when we were both working for Children's Services, Children's Residential Services, um, and we we were in a shared program. So there was a house with at-risk youth, kind of, and some developmental disabilities, some at-risk youth who also had some developmental disabilities, or learning disabilities, um, that lived in this residence, so it was a lot of um, behavior management, mm-hmm, to say it politely, dodging fists, <laughs> locking herself in the bathroom. Um, meeting staff on their first day with their shirt ripped off of them. You're never going to forget that. And you know who you are if you're listening. Because now you're a manager. Um, and you're a good man. Good support staff. Um, anyways, you know who you are. Ah, spilled my water. Um, that's great. So, blah, blah, blah. Met Mandy. Mandy is a... Uh, the first person I met at well her and the topless guy were the the first people I met at the group home uh, with the kids and Nanny's really special because I'm not going to go into it but she's a warrior like the strongest one of the strongest people I've ever met in my life and um, if she can live I can live Um, after Craig died his room room but then it became his room really uh it was disgusting like uh hold on he was going through withdrawal for like no ah fuck i spilled more water he was going through withdrawal for like eight days nine days but we were afraid to um seek help because of the stigma around opioids <sighs> And we were scared to tell his doctor or anybody that he'd spilt his meds or lost his meds or whatever happened to his meds because because it was like a bomb of everything went off in my room. Anyways, it's fucking gross in here. There were jars of urine. I didn't know about. Mandy cleaned up vomit. She cleaned up for four hours in here. And it was like it took me like ten more to clean after, but Mandy came and cleaned up like the worst. I don't know. I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have cleaned up Craig's vomit and his urine when he was dead, like after he died. I it would be too fucking weird. Like it was even weird eating peanut butter that he had fucking put his knife and to put on his bread after he was gone. Everything was weird. But anyways, yeah, so we were afraid to tell anybody because uh, the stigma around the opiates and unfortunately people who really need it, like Craig and so many other chronic pain sufferers they have to fucking jump through hoops to get it and then if they lose it or the pharmacy's ripping you off, it's your word against theirs, and you don't want to look like the drug seeker and the liar or crook or whatever, so you just, you go without. And so that's what Craig did, and he had done this before, so this was probably like, I don't even know, I can't tell you how many times he went through withdrawal, (laughs) the sneezing, yawning, the vomiting, the restless leg syndrome, tossing and turning. Um well the last time he was like I think he was delirious. He could barely talk. Anyways, that was the last time. So that was for eight days. And he was just hanging on because okay he died on a Wednesday and he was supposed to go, well, I don't know what day he died on. He was supposed to go for electric shock therapy that week and he had to cancel because uh, he was going through withdrawal and not feeling well. And he was going for the ECT therapy because he was so depressed because he lost all of his abilities and was essentially barely living a life i was feeling like dying. Yay! And, um... let us wrap this part up! Uh... Okay, Craig was really sick. Sick, sick, sick. And I was supposed to be talking about my wonderful friend, Mandy. And I started talking about Craig. So let's move on. She's, uh... She's an equal... Equal good friend to Craig and I. He knew her first, he introduced me to her. Um, She's loyal, strong, generous, hilarious. When she laughs, she snorts. She's a hot bitch who can stop traffic when she walks across the street. She's Dutch, and I love her. Um, Krista, Craig also introduced me to this saucy, bouncy, soft little vixen. (laughs) She's warm, loyal, loving, beautiful, hilarious, understanding. She's my party partner. I know when we're going out, we're going to have a good time. Every time. Um, She's hardworking, honest, and thoughtful. And um, I remember the day I met you. Jagger was in the car. He was like seven months old. Craig ran out of the house, group home, introduced me to you through the glasses. I was like 32, and now I'm forty-fucking-six. And then, um, last but not least, the tallest Japanese person I've ever met, Calorie, that's not her real name, but one of the people we used to support called her that. She's hilarious, hardworking, compassionate, also fucking beautiful and fun 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 and all of those three have stuck with us through everything since we've been here the best the worst like they saw the very worst of the worst craig hallucinating and falling craig dying they watched their friend Go from like, an able bodied, crazy, kicking, singing, foolish maniac to somebody they didn't see anymore. Somebody they only heard about from me. Or he'd come down in his house go. Or. I'm not going to talk about Todd. That's too sad. Alright, I'm moving. I'm changing gears. Alright, so. <sighs> Okay, so one of the things that I also do is, or I've done, or have been doing, is I ask people, my friends or family or anybody who gives a to ask about this podcast, or what I have to say, I get them to ask me questions, if they have any questions that <laughs> they have for me, for whatever reason, because, you know, I'm so important. Um, what does Lisa think? Anyways, my cousin Catherine, my sweet... Nordic looking blonde perfect yoga masseuse sweetheart cousin <laughs> Um she asked me who inspires me to be a better person And I don't know. I mean once upon a time I would have said of course I would have said Craig but he's not here anymore so I'm not I'm not I'm not doing anything for him like that. Generally, what I do is for me, not in a selfish way. I do something because I usually try to do the right thing. You know, I always seem to fuck up sometimes, but not always. I sometimes fuck, up, but my intentions are try to be the best person that I can be, so that I can be good to others, and then other people will be nicer to other people, and hopefully that will. I don't know, kindness will spread. Seems cheesy, but I have to hope that being nice to people or making them laugh somehow makes a difference. And like so I do that also for my kids, so they're my inspiration, I guess. Yeah, I'm just fucking existing on this planet with everybody else. Like we are all <laughs> suffering our own in our own ways we all have our own stories and if you don't have a story to tell yet you will soon because everybody gets sick everybody gets hurt everybody dies everybody falls in love and everybody gets dumped and everybody hurts as the great Michael Stite once said okay oh Wait a second. I don't know what this says. Okay, so oh yeah, my friends. One more thing I wanted to say about those guys, about Mandy, Krista, and Calrie They they love me like unconditionally. I have another a couple other friends like this too. Um, but um, these three like I could vomit in the middle of St. Paul's street naked if I wanted, and I think they would still love me and embrace me in that moment. And I really like hanging out with people like that who aren't uh, embarrassed to be out with a loud, laughing, pink-haired strange lady. So yay. Yay for my fun mom friends. My NSS sinners. Alrighty. Okay, so, blah, blah, blah. What's the most important thing to me in life? For me, it is having the emotional tools to deal with what's coming later in life, to be able to get back up again and again, and still be able to laugh, make others feel good, and move on to the next minute, hour, day, week, year. Hope that answers your question, Catherine. My friend Jen, who lives near the Danforth now, but lived in Niagara Falls for a little while, she asked me, she said, as long as I've known you, you've had a unique sense of style, and especially my decor, she said. And she wants to know what my influences were, first of all, it's a huge compliment because uh because it's huge. It's always nice to be complimented on your style. When the paramedics were here <laughs> and I was on the floor and I just had a shirt around my neck and my pants on. <laughs> um, and I was like dripping and I couldn't move and I couldn't talk. The paramedic was like squatting and talking to me and telling me how nice our house was and how cool the decor was and how he has never seen anything like it and he was talking about it in in the ambulance to the other paramedic as well so uh, that's kind of funny but anyway so I guess we do have some it's not my style right now it's uh mostly me but it's still blended because uh Mr. Sunshine Mansfield set set like the the base up for me like the palette he got everything set up and then I just got to do whatever after he, after he died. So, um, okay, so, Jen, your mom actually was one of the first people who sparked any creativity in my colorless fucking boring life, um, going to your house, seeing the stained glass that your mom made, and she did some pottery. and. You did paper mache, and I liked the way she decorated, and she got me going. I started taking stained glass, I started taking pottery, and then I met Craig, and he started to take me to Courage My Love in Kensington Market. I used to go there before, but I never looked at the beads. Craig did. And then I I became obsessed with beads, and to this day, I I have too many beads. Too many beautiful beads. I just love them, and if I'm in art and beads, on Spadina, I can drop so much money that it's sick. So that I have to sell them. I can't afford. I can't afford my own stupid jewelry. Anyways, but I haven't been making it any lately because I'm kind of not into that right now. So um, yeah, your mom got me into all that crap. <laughs> um, And I guess that I just, oh, my grandma, my grandma's house, my bubba. She's always had colorful textiles from, like, Eastern Europe, from Russia, from former Yugoslavia. Um, Yeah, beautiful, beautiful stuff. And, you know, the Russian dolls, um, any of the folk art I liked. I liked anything colorful. I was like, I don't know, I'm like a little kid. So blah blah blah. That's my that's my fucking style. I like mid-century and boho. I guess you could say. But I don't copy anybody. I just like what I like. Um, bu- 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 this time 23 years ago, I was just about. Uh, oh yeah, I was already. Oh, 23 years ago. This weekend we had a big party on Ray Street at my former friend's house and Craig came and we weren't going out yet, but we held hands on the couch for the first time. It was the first time I ever held hands with a guy. And I was 23, 24. And honest to God, I thought I was gonna shit my pants. I couldn't breathe. It was pretty great. Um, And then on April 1st, I moved to Toronto and I lived on Concord, Concord Avenue off the floor west in the Portuguese neighborhood. And Craig lived off of Blur West just after Christy Pitts on Euclid. And um, again, if you don't want to think of me as a sexual being, close your ears. But I lost my virginity on Charlie Brown sheets. I just think that's funny. 24, Charlie Brown. Um, bu- 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 bu. Oh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, I just wanted to say that, um, I've been obsessed with this song, Fummer by Chloe Lilac, and it's driving me insane, and I know it's like a young person song, but I can't help it, I love it, it's driving me insane, it's stuck in my brain over and over. Um, oh, I've also been listening to my first big break by The Cut Chemist over and over and over. And I'm going to see Ari Shafir at the Danforth Music Hall on April 6th with my friend Paola. So that's going to be good. And uh, that's about that. Nice and short. I don't think it's that long. So, I don't know. I might do a podcast tomorrow with a friend of mine. We'll see. Ciao for now. If I get killed, fuck it. People
2: get ready. The robots are coming. music.